Hello, everybody. Once again, it is me, the J to the E to the double F free, Jeffrey Harris, and you are listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. For today's interview, we have an exclusive one-on-one interview with the one and only Mike The Miz Mizanin, the WWE superstar, the man who headlined WrestleMania 27 and beat John Cena, a former WWE World Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, U.S. Champion. We are going to talk to him today about his career, his new competition show, Cannonball on the USA Network, and so much more. So stay tuned. This is a very fun interview. I am very excited about it. This is an exclusive interview with The Miz on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. So here we go. All right, this is Jeffrey Harris with the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. And for today's interview, I am talking to the one and only reality show star, movie star, host of USA's Cannonball, host of Miz TV, a WWE superstar, WrestleMania 27 headliner and winner against John Cena, a former WWE champion, eight-time Intercontinental champion, two-time U.S. champion, eight-time tag team champion, fifth Grand Slam winner, 25th Triple Crown winner, 2010 Money in the Bank winner, two-time Slammy Award winner, Mixed Max Challenge Season 1 winner with Asuka, son of Miz Dad, husband to Maurice, dad to Monroe Madison, he is the Miz, and he is awesome. Thank you, Miz. Yeah, you for missed the, the uh, Major League All Star Game softball MVP, but you got most of it. That's so gonna <laughs> that's gonna haunt my nightmares forever. I am so sorry, Miz, but thank no, you very much. Great, that was a great intro. I appreciate that. You are you are welcome. Only the best for the Miz. Uh, Miz, uh, congrats on your new uh, gig hosting Cannonball. You know, um, and first of all, thanks for everything you do. You know, it's very important now more than any time that we have things that can entertain us and distract us. So thanks for all you do with that. Um, so how did your cannonball gig, uh, how did that uh, come about? You know, I honestly, like, I wish I could tell you like the exact story, but it was like one of those things, like it just, it just came about. Like one day I got a call that said, Hey, uh, do you want to take a look at this, this cannonball show? They want you to host it. So I took a look at it. And as soon as I saw it, it looked big it looked fun it looked exciting and they were just like uh yeah and we want you to be you know mike you know they were like we really want mike mizana and i went what, what do you mean and they were like you know you got the miz and you got mike mizana we really would like mike mizana i was like oh wow it's the first time in a long time that people asked for mike not the miz uh so it was kind of nice and then you know once i was pulling up to the uh the the the, the, the set, I looked at it and I thought, oh my God, this thing is bigger than any water park I've ever been to in my entire life. And watching the contestants go through the challenges, uh, you know, the, you know, it's, it's so much fun to watch. And, you know, with your, with your entry and all that stuff that you gave me just then, I, I feel like, you know, I want to be like the star of the show, but the problem is there's, there's, I can't be because the contestants are 100% the stars of the show. Like, you know, our contestants are all walks of life and the challenges and that they go through are just second to none. I mean, one of them is called the human dart and literally they're a hundred feet in the air and they have to go down a water slide going like 60 miles an hour. Then they're, they're launched into the air like 80 feet high 
And in this challenge, particular human dart, they had they hit a target, and obviously the the dart is you. You are the dart, and you have to hit the target, and it creates some smash mouth moments. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's exciting. It's for the whole family. And it's one of those shows that literally you can just sit down and escape your reality, any drama that's going on in it, and enter this show and just laugh. Have you tried running through this course yet? You know, that's the number one question I've been asked. And no, I'm not allowed. Like, every day I would ask them to do it. And I think now I'm going to go back if, if we get a season two, which I think we will because we've been getting a lot of positive feedback on the show. Uh, when I go back, though, I'm going to go look. The number one question I was asked during press time was, did I do the, the competition? And I have to say, every time that I did it, it doesn't look good upon me or the show. So I think this is my argument that I'm now going to be able to do this. Now, they say I couldn't do it for insurance reasons. I don't know. I'm doing it next season. If, 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 if I'm going to say before I start, I have to try it at least once. And Ms. I have a theory. My theory is you are just so awesome. So amazing and so athletic. If you were to tackle the course and compete, you would probably just show everyone up and just take all the winnings for yourself. So you got to give the other people a chance to do it, right? Yeah, I don't want to scare people, you know? I don't want to do it and then literally do it so well that people fear doing it because they know they won't be able to do it as well as I can. So yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> you just seem so, so natural and so comfortable uh, in this environment. Is that just... Is that just years of experience or, you know, are you doing what you were always meant to be doing? That's WWE for you. I mean, WWE prepares you for all walks of entertainment, uh, whether it's commentating, hosting, acting, um, improv, you name it, like athleticism, sports, you, you know, you name it, WWE prepares us for it because we're live, we're in your face, and you only get one take to do it. So now coming to Cannonball, you know, I've been on I've been on commentary many times. I've commentated many shows, and so now coming here, having to host and commentate, uh, it, it kind of just hones in my skills and allows me to just have fun. And that's exactly what it's all about, you know. Like for me and Roxy and Simon, we're just having fun out there and just telling you what's going on and creating jokes and just creating good fun entertainment. Now, I mean, do you do you give much thought at all that, you know, people are looking for kind of an escape right now because, you know, we're, people are stuck at home or with ev just with everything going on right now? It's just sort of a rough, always. very bizarre I mean, I'm time. I'm always thinking of how, how can I make, you know, situations easier for people, you know, when they're sitting at home and they're maybe they're bored or they're they're having a rough day. You know, shows like Cannonball are shows that can allow them to escape the reality and maybe put a smile on their face. You know, that's why WWE keeps going. You know, all sports have stopped. WWE keeps going because we know that, you know, we need a little entertainment. We need something to, to take our mind off of the situations that are happening in this world right now. And I think WWE... Uh-oh. Are we still here? Mike, are we back? Sorry about that. No, Mike, do not apologize. It's just that sometimes you're so awesome, it permeates, you know, 5G, and it will destroy sound lines and stuff, phone lines. That, or there's a huge storm in my area, and literally everything's going out from the internet to the phones to the TVs to the power. 
maybe that's it. Either I'm, or. I'm glad to be back on with you. Thank you for thank you for sticking with. Me. Okay, but yeah, I thank you know thank you for what you you know what you guys do and what you do uh, what the WWE does and just entertaining us and you know giving us something to watch and have fun with right now. Um, so another thing about Cannonball, what I do like about the show is, you know, you look at what Wipeout was very fun and goofy, but I feel like on Cannonball in comparison, I feel like you take the competition, the competition itself is serious. Like you're actually, you're actually ranking the points. Every take people are actually seriously competing and doing their best on this show. But what do you think about that? Yeah, hundred percent. That's kind of like the direction that I was given from our producers is to take every challenge very seriously, and you know they're 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 competing for a lot of money. Ten thousand dollars is a game changer for some people, you know. Like, uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. Uh, last Thursday, we had a guy Tanner. Um, we asked him what he would do if he would win the ten thousand dollars. He said, "I would ask my girl, my longtime girlfriend, to marry me." And so he ended up winning. And on Instagram, I actually saw, I was actually tagged on one of their photos where uh, he actually was showed the show of Cannonball, them watching it, and him and her having the ring that he bought with the money that he won off of Cannonball to, so he can get married to, this, to the love of his life. I mean, that's an awesome story in my book. And that's why we take those competitions so seriously and why we, uh, why when you're watching, now you're going to laugh. You're going to have a lot of fun. And you're going to see all walks of characters. Like some people take this, the competition very seriously. Others are there to have a good time. Others are there, like there was this guy, uh, Dominic Giorgiani, who was just afraid of heights. And he's like, look, the reason why I want to be on this show is because I'm afraid of heights and I want to dive into it and I want to make sure that I go into my fears. And that's exactly what he did. Now, uh, how are you doing emotionally after the up, up, down, down uh, championship loss to Tyler Breeze? And just, you know, I'm not we... good right now, my <laughs> friend. I'm not good. Uh, I want that. That was supposed to be my day. It was yeah. supposed to be my day. And my wife, uh, I love her to death, but she took me out of the game. Like uh, I was, I need to be honed in. I need to be locked in. I need to be focused. And when you're getting yelled at in front of all your friends for being too loud. Now, granted, I understand. My wife's going through a lot right now. I mean, we've got two kids, two-year-old and an eight-month-old, and they were napping. And my voice projects. And anyone knows that when you have a baby in the house, the baby rules the house. And uh, and I wasn't abiding by those rules. And so, uh, so yeah, I got taken out, and uh, I got beaten by Breeze, and not only that, I got verbally beaten. I was just so off that day that I just I had no comebacks, no nothing. I lost the title that I was supposed to have, the one title that I haven't had in WWE that I want. Uh, I wanted a rematch. I need a rematch. I got to have a rematch. I feel like anytime I'm on up, up, down, down, I create ratings. I create something that people talk about for weeks upon months. I mean, obviously, I'm still talking about it. And it was over two weeks ago that I did the, the, the damn challenge. Man, I just felt so bad for you. And I knew if it had it not been for uh, what happened with Maurice, I knew you would have won that match. So I would have. Uh, yeah. 100%. No doubt in my mind, I would be up, up, down, down champion. Ex exactly. Um, but, you know, Miz, looking back, you've had a pretty historic run. I'd say you're easily, like, first ballot Hall of Fame 
uh, level. You're a future Hall of Famer uh, in my book. I mean, you've done everything. You have done so much in your career. You've, I mean, you beat John Cena at WrestleMania. I mean, did you ever imagine what you would get to do in life? I mean, I mean, I mean, not not even 40 years old and you and look what you've done it's been a p- pretty amazing career yeah it's only the tip of the iceberg for me though like i look at it and i go I, there's still things i want to do still things i want to accomplish um while i still can you know i'm still healthy i'm still fast i feel very good in the ring i feel like i'm the best i've ever been and having john morrison back is kind of revamps me if you will and it makes me feel uh better and you know john tests my abilities uh both phys- physically and mentally um he he's an out-of-the-box thinker you know he's he thinks like no one else i've ever met in my entire life and sometimes you gotta tone him down and go that's a little bit too out of the box um but i think us together is just immense chemistry and we've been creating some really memorable moments and honestly memorable songs that people still sing to me like i when when we did our first song it was a joke and then the second song like was even better and it made me realize i can actually sing uh, even though i can't like i don't have a good voice and neither does john but we made a song that our voices sound like angels and uh, amazing you do have the voice uh, so of an angel, man. We're working on a new song now that is going to be the summer hit, even though summer's almost over. You guys are going to make a Grammy Award winning album, so I'm very excited to That's hear right. you guys are going to do another song. I mean, looking back to the early days of your career, did you ever feel like, you know, you had to prove yourself sort of in the ring or what have you, I mean, to show that you belong there? Because I, I feel like you have, but... Do you ever feel like, I don't know, you're still battling for that respect or, respect, or do you feel you've earned that respect as a longtime veteran? You're only as good as your last match. So if I have a bad match, it goes through your head until you have a good one. So, yeah, I mean, every every time, like, people sit there, I'm always, uh, you know, trying to gain the respect of others and trying to gain respect, like, to watch my matches and enjoy what I'm doing and looking at a match and being proud of that. That's what it's... It's all about and having people talk about it and say, hey, that was really good. Like, I respect what you do. You like hearing that. Uh, at least I do. Uh, some people don't even like watching their matches. I watch my matches. I watch everything I do, and I study it, and I try to make myself better for the next time. Um, I feel like one guy, I, I feel like you both kind of had sort of career-defining moments with throughout your careers, uh, Daniel Bryan. And I feel both of you brought yourselves to another level uh, in your careers. But what do you think about that and, and Daniel Bryan and what you've been able to do with each other over the course of your careers? Still waiting for a thank you from Daniel Bryan <laughs> for creating his career. I mean, if it wasn't for me on the uh, first season of NXT, I mean, I'm not sure if Daniel Bryan would be as big as he is now. Um, Daniel Bryan and I, like, look, Daniel Bryan is, is one of the most talented superstars WWE has ever seen, both inside the ring and outside the ring. Um, the guy is very good at what he does. Both of us are complete opposites, you know, uh, in everything that we do. So we butt heads quite a bit, and we've been rivals for a very long time. Uh, Daniel knows how to push my buttons. I know how to push his, and uh, it makes for great TV for everybody else. 
Um, I still get chills when I think about that kind of magical moment you two had on, on Talking Smack. I, do you think that's one of the highlights of your career? Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, 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 highlights? I don't know. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's a moment that people talk about a lot. And it, honestly, it was one of the most real moments that I've had in WWE. I was having a really bad day uh, that day, and I kind of took it all out on Daniel Bryan. Um, and it was one of those things like he just said something that kind of triggered me. And, uh, I think, God, I, I think it was like, it, it, it wasn't even what he said. It was like how he said it. And it made it, it like triggered something in my brain that had like just years and years of frustration and aggravation and people telling me that I wasn't good enough that, and then still to that day, I'm holding the intercontinental title title that he wanted to make prestigious and honorable and then he and then he had to quit because of all the things that he had with medical um and then here he's sitting there calling me a coward when literally the dude could have left wwe and still wrestled like it was just wwe wouldn't allow him to wrestle because of the protocols they had to go through and you know he could still go on the if he loved wwe wrestling so much he could have went to the the, the bingo halls and all that stuff. And literally like that was just, you know, it just aggravated me. And then when he walked away, uh, it kind of triggered even more stuff. Like even when I'm talking, like he's still not listening and no one's still, and it reminded right, right me of everyone that just literally isn't listening to me. Like I get no respect. I get no, like, uh, like, you know, if anything, I get the opposite of respect. I get disrespect and disrespected by everyone. And everything. And it's not just in the locker room or like, it, it, and at that time, it wasn't just like the locker room. It wasn't just like WWE and like fans. It was like everything. And I was like, this is, you know, and then I just went to the camera and just spoke my mind. And it was very real. It was very aggravating. And people asked me like, well, what did, what did you say? It's like, I, I don't even know what I said. I don't remember what I said. I, I blacked out. Like, it wasn't coming from my brain. It was coming from my heart. And when you're doing that, your brain isn't even working. It's almost like your mouth is just spewing whatever your heart is generating at that moment. And that's kind of what I felt. And I was aggravated. I was mad. And I'll tell you what, afterwards, I was relieved. Like, I felt so much better. It's almost like a therapy session. <laughs> now, I, you know, your duo, I think, with John Morrison is pretty special. And I think when I look back to that moment in your career where I felt it was a turning point, I feel it was the moment where you aligned with John Morrison and you two became tag team champions. And I feel like that was a big turning point, I think, for you getting respect and also just getting better uh, pretty much every, everywhere. Um, I would he, say getting better yeah. is definitely the word. Yes, John Morrison taught me a lot when I first started. Getting respect, hell no. I didn't even have respect when I was WWE champion. <laughs> Well, I do the main event of WrestleMania for that matter. People thought people still uh, people were talking like I didn't deserve to be in that spot. I should have been in that spot. Right. Blah blah blah. Let's put it this way: there was no one that generated more heat, more bad guy like oriented, couldn't stand you type of 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 heat, if you will, than me at that moment. Is that? Is that CM Punk's, is that his whole axe against you? Why even, you know, when he, when he came back, um, for, for his, uh, his analyst gig, um, do you think that's, I have, 
no idea, to be honest with you. Like, I still, to this day, have no idea. To be honest, I thought we were friends. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like, God, man, like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I really don't. Like, I wish I could answer any of the questions uh, that you would have about that. But I honestly don't, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. I don't get him. Okay, so now that Braun Strowman, I feel like he's at a very vulnerable point right now as Universal Champion after what happened with the Swamp Fight. Do you think there's anything left of Braun Strowman at the Swamp Fight? And if there is, do you think it's time for you and Morrison to clean up on him? I would love to clean up on it, but uh, we've already had our shot at Braun Strowman. He beat the living hell out of us. Uh, the guy is 6'9", 300 pounds, um, of just pure solid muscle and he's the universal champion for a reason. I mean, this is who the people believe in. I mean, the audience believes in him. I think, I think the company believes in him and, you know, he's doing his best to make sure that, you know, he leads the way for SmackDown. Um, and let me tell you something, he's definitely one of the toughest guys in that locker room. And, uh, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens afterwards. Like, uh, you know, the Swamp Fight was definitely interesting. And it was something that, you know, it brought out a new Braun Strowman, almost like the old Braun Strowman that used to tip over, like, the sets of shows type of Braun Strowman, uh, like an angry Braun Strowman. And let me tell you something. When Braun Strowman's angry, you don't want a 300-pound uh, man pure of pure solid muscle coming after you. I think you should be challenging Braun Strowman for the Universal title. What it, Do you? Yeah. It's time for you to be Universal Champion, Miz. Take that title I from Braun. I love that, but I also know that, like, look, I, I, I'm a realist. I look at, like, what's happening right now in WWE. Do I think I could be Universal Champion? Absolutely. Could I step it up a notch? Absolutely. Is it my time right now to be Universal Champion? I don't think the timing is correct. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, and sometimes being patient is the best thing you can do. And some people are like, no, you need to do it right now. You need to do it right now. Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. It's all about finding the right timing. And the right timing to be Universal Champion for The Miz is not right now. Okay. When will it happen? I hope soon. But, you know, you'll feel it. You'll feel the momentum. And once I start feeling the momentum and the crowd starts feeling the momentum, it will happen again. Has this period been an adjustment for the WWE roster? You know, first for a while, you know, there were no fans in the Performance Center. And now, you know, you have the, the talents in the audience. Was, was it an adjustment period to get used to kind of this, this new format uh, for you all? Absolutely. Uh, you know, whenever you're used to having 10,000, 20,000 people being in a new city each and every day, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's an adjustment. And it's an adjustment not hearing, you know, 10,000 people booming. You know, it's kind of nice, to be honest, but I do miss it. Um, and so it, it's testing our abilities as a company, you know, and that's why you're seeing these cool, interesting cinematic matches. Um, you know, some of the most memorable are like the Boneyard match with AJ Styles and Undertaker. You know, the Fiend and uh, John Cena was interesting at WrestleMania. You know, there's been a bunch of them now, and uh, each one has its different thing that people remember. And so as talent, 
we have to be more creative and better than we were before. And that's exactly what I think we're giving our audience. We are doing everything we possibly can. We're honing in on every talent that we have and really utilizing it. Just being creative. Uh, and last question is, uh, do you have uh, any news or, or an update on uh, Ms. and Mrs. Season 3? Yeah, man. Look, look out for new episodes coming uh, in the fall. Um, we've been working hard on the, on the show, and uh, I believe we have 14 episodes in the can now that are that are ready to go, new ones. All right. And I think people are going to be ready for to see Maurice, Monroe, Madison. Um, you know, where we left off, Madison wasn't even born yet, so you're going to get to see that whole treat. And, uh, it's, it's, man, this show has brought my whole family, uh, a lot closer. My dad is now retired and literally comes to my house more often than I would like. Um, you know, my mom, you know, lives with us. Marjo lives with us. So it's brought my entire family together even more. And honestly, it gives you a real life insight of what it's like to be Mike Mizanin and Maurice Mizanin trying to be the best parents we can be while also working as hard as we can uh, to give what kind of fulfill our dreams too. Uh, Ms. Thanks so much for this time and uh, congratulations on all the, you know, congratulations on Cannonball, uh, you know, Ms. and Mrs., all your success. Uh, you definitely earned it. You have worked hard your whole life. So I, I just want you to know that I respect you. I'm a fan and I appreciate all that you do and all that you're doing for us right now, you know, when this is just such a crazy weird time and uh, you guys are going out and you guys are entertaining us. So thank you for that, man. And I do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And thank you very much for this interview. I appreciate it. You guys have a good day. All right. Once again, he is the Miz and he is awesome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, later, buddy. Thank you very much to The Miz for joining us as a guest on today's show. You can check out Cannonball Thursday nights on the USA Network, uh, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Miz is also part of the SmackDown roster. SmackDown airs Friday nights on the Fox Network. And he also has his uh, new season of his reality show, Miz and Mrs. Sounds like new episodes will be coming up for the third season uh, very soon. So thank you again to the Miz. Now, now, if you've been listening to us, you can find us on the 411 Mania YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. If you're listening to us on YouTube, if you can give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, we would very much appreciate it. If you can give us a five-star rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, we would very much appreciate that as well. But thank you very much for listening to us. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe right now. Until next time, I'm Jeffrey Harris, the J to the E to the double F free, and you've been listening to us on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody.